0: This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Hallelujah! All right. Well, I can talk objection if I have to. So, if you'd like to turn your Bibles, please to the book of Psalms, one hundred and five this morning. Psalms one hundred and five. It's in the New Testament for those who are not sure under peace 105 verse 16 i want to speak to you this today about moments that change everything in our lives and god's participation in those moments we have moments looking back in our lives that we'd like to change if only i had left five minutes later if only somehow God would have spoken and prevented me marrying that person or if only I taken this job or bought that car Why didn't I listen? Why didn't I watch you always have regrets from moments in your life? But actually God has been so much involved in everything you do and we still have a free will and we still make choices But God is really involved if much as you let him be involved and this particular man Joseph uh, didn't plan on going through the trauma he went through. It was not his choice. He didn't sow some seeds that he reaped. It was it's just part of the journey of his life. And there are some things that have happened. The rain will fall on the righteous and the unrighteous. The rain will fall. It's that simple. The rain will fall. And we read in Psalm 105, verse 16, and this is how it reads, He, God called He God called down a famine on the land and destroyed all their supplies of food. He sent a man before them, Joseph, sold as a slave, and they bruised his feet with shackles. His neck was put into irons till what he foretold came to pass, till the word of the Lord proved him true." I like to read this also for my family from The Passion, which seems to be a very much new and hot new translation. Verse 16 says, So God decreed a famine upon Canaan land, cutting off their food supply. But he had already sent a man ahead of the people in Egypt. It was Joseph who was sold as a slave. His feet was bruised by strong shackles, and his soul was held by iron. God's promise to Joseph purged his character. God's promise to Joseph purged his character until it was time for his dreams to come true. And so Joseph had had dreams what had happened in his life. He had no idea the journey in between. God never tells us the whole story. I love prophecy, and I, now I do. I didn't always like it. God called me out of the pastoral ministry into the prophetic ministry some 35 years ago. I fought it very hard until the train incident changed my mind. Uh, We had a train collision. My wife and I, one of my children, I told God I couldn't do the prophetic because uh, I had responsibility and I didn't know what it was. In those years, we didn't know what prophets were and they weren't very popular, especially here in South Africa. So I tried to explain to God he had the wrong person. Some months later, we had a train collision and uh, God really shook my life up and said, you're so responsible. You did, uh, Let me take better care of your family and just do what I tell you. If you think God wouldn't do that, you must also tell that to Jonah. Jonah, the beside the big fish, had a traumatic change. He, he said, Nineveh, I love Nineveh. They are the best falafels. Please send me. He was so quick to get out of that. Situation. Sometimes we go through a trauma we didn't need to go through because we're just resisting. And God, in His great grace, wants to help us, nudge us in the right direction. And so please understand that you are far more important than you can imagine. You are so important. There's not an angel that is important as you. God made you in His image. He, he, you are so important. There's not one angel that was worth dying for. You, on the other hand, are to die for. You are that important. None of you are here today because you had nothing else to do or thought it was a good idea to come to church. God picked you. You didn't choose Him. He chose you. That's what He said. I chose you. You are here because you are very important. It may not feel that way. Sometimes in our immaturity, we measure God's approval by our circumstances. We try to measure God's but he's happy or not happy with us by us. And it's unwise because our circumstances change for everyone, whether you're Christian or not Christian, all the time, we only determine God's approval by his word, which he never changes. And he loves you. You are intensely important to God. that You are focused on every day by God, more than any angelic being. Not one angel will sing, I've been redeemed. Now, Joseph himself had no idea of the journey up ahead of his life. And there was a moment in his life that would change yours and mine and his life that God was preparing him for. Moments that one split second or one few minutes would change everything. He was going to appear before Pharaoh. To appear before Pharaoh, he had to be in the right frame of mind and attitude to accomplish God's purpose through him. The dream interpretation got him there. And by the Bible says, a man's gift makes room for him, even with the king. But it wasn't the gift that impressed the Pharaoh. It was actually his heart and attitude. Because he interprets the dreams and and then he says to the Pharaoh, Now, King, find someone in your nation that you can trust. And he explains the plan that ought to be executed to be done. And when the Pharaoh hears him do this, he turns to his advisors and says, Can we find in all of Egypt a man with such a spirit? He wasn't recommending himself, even though he was in jail, he wasn't trying to get out of jail, or find a, a plan to use his ability or, or good skill or insight or vision. He was only concerned for the welfare or the survival of a nation that wasn't even his. And for have, to have that attitude while he's in jail in a foreign nation, he should have been bitter and not caring, especially for something he hadn't done. And to get there, he, 13 years of slavery and two years of jail time seemed to be the 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 particular formula to bring into that frame of mind in his struggles all the way through. It wasn't fun being abandoned by his family. We see how he traumatizes when his brothers come and he cries behind the curtain because even though he's successful and wealthy and highly esteemed and revered throughout the nation, it still wasn't enough. His family, having abandoned him or hurt him, he was so longing for them and the pain of the whole trauma was still there. He was still human and through it all but he played a vital role in God's scheme of things. And this particular moment was so very, very important to get the Israelites into Egypt. God had a plan of salvation and a magnificent plan. There isn't a gospel or a salvation plan on this planet like it. Hebrews 2 says, How shall we ever escape if we neglect such a great salvation? Every religion offers you so many interesting options and ideas and even some great insights, but only one single religion offers you a free gift of salvation. Every other one offers you something you've got to work, blow yourself up, do something crazy. You've got to sit there and hum whatever you've got to do for hours. You've got to work to get some sort of reward. This one has been paid for. There's no salvation like it. It is amazing. And the, I, the older I get, the more I am a flabbergasted at God's consistent, unfailing love and how great He is. He's a wonderful Savior. There's nobody like Him. And Joseph played a vital role so you could be here today because God wanted to save those that would follow after Him and search for Him and to have a Savior, God needed to lay a platform historically of a people that would be established throughout all mankind as God's people. It couldn't be a tribe that evolved, it couldn't be some group of religious people. It had to be an entire nation that would have a history of walking with God as His entire nation. And so to have a nation like that, God had to birth a nation. To birth a nation, took the seed from the Promised Land and He pregnated the womb of Egypt. To bring forth a child. 400 years later, they were were not integrated in any way with Egyptians. They were inside Egypt, but they were under pressure, had the identity constantly calling upon God. The pressure only united them more and made them more desperate to know God. And when the nation was finally ready to be born, the whole Egypt shook under the pressures of, of the Birth pains, which were the plagues, and of course the plagues, one after another, got worse and worse until the baby finally was ready to be born. And little shows of blood on the doorpost were just a sign again that the baby was about to be born. And the water broke right through the Red Sea, and out came the baby on the other side. And this new child needed now complete mother, mothering or parenting, and like any baby, needed just the con- constant contact. So here in a desert, without any Assyrian or Egyptian influence, without anybody else. Just God and this nation for years, constantly walking together, so that when they will go into the promised land and fight for what God already gave them, and let me tell you, when God gives you something, it's a fight, baby. It's not just going to land in your lap. That's the funniest thing. When God gives you something, He expects you to put your faith in motion, He expects you to do something about it. There's a fight going to happen because he's promised you a victory. You cannot taste victory without a fight. No one likes the fight. We all moan and complain about the storms and the fights and the negative. We sometimes, when you go through a storm, we wonder, what did we do to deserve to get that storm we're in? What did we do? What did we sow? What mistake did you make? You never think you're in the storm because God actually led you there. Jesus said, let's go to the other side. It was his idea to go to the other side, right into the storm. And did he tell them no? Did he participate? No. In fact, he fell asleep. So often when you need God in your storm, he's not really helping. He's watching, he's there, but He is not really helping, he's watching you function in your faith. He didn't put faith inside of you so you could just keep it. You had to do something with it. (laughs) And storms are the ideal place for your faith to function. Storms are your friends. (laughs) Don't like what I'm saying, do you? So, He calms the storm and He says, do you still have no faith? He was expecting them to respond in faith, in the storm. Full well knowing there'd be a storm and not stressed by it at all. So, God's not, storms are just part of your journey in life. All the things you go through, even the mistakes you make. Some of the mistakes God full well knows you're going to make them. He told Peter, you will deny me three times. Judas denied the Lord once, Peter denied Him three times. You would deny me three times for the night through. You'd think the Lord could stop him doing that. You'd think the Lord could have just prevented it. You'd think the Lord could have just intervened and hurried over there. They were friends with Lazarus and, and Martha and Mary. You'd think he would have come when they kept calling because they had this special relationship with him. He just wasn't in a hurry. He had a much bigger program in mind. He said to them, I'm so glad uh, for your sakes I wasn't there, that you may see the glory of God. God's got a much bigger program than we see with our little minds. And and this Joseph couldn't quite catch it all. He was so heavy in his heart because he had gone this long journey in a foreign nation all by himself, very lonely. Constantly God was grooming him. And so many things we go through, we don't understand. And when Jesus told Peter, you will deny me, why didn't the Lord just say, now listen to me, Peter. I want you to go in the bathroom, get some masking tape, and I want you to do your mouth up. And don't you open your mouth until the sun shines. No, it didn't stop him. He said, no, I'm willing to go to prison. He didn't, he didn't do it on purpose. It was weakness, not wickedness, that made him do that. And God is not at all stressed by your weaknesses. It's the wickedness God hates. Jealousy, gossip, anger, unforgiveness. God doesn't like those things. He, there's no problem if you struggle and get up and struggle and get up. He'll keep helping you up. And he said to Peter, and, and when you come back, before he even fell, denied the Lord, he was already restored. <laughs> That's what Jesus said. And when you come back, so you really planned the whole program for him. So your whole life, that whole journey of his, instead of preventing him do it, he said, I'm accommodating you because it's going to work in your benefit eventually. It healed him of his constant striving to try and prove how good he was. He was trying to prove to Jesus because John John was so cool. John said the one who Jesus loved. Writes in his book five times, the one who Jesus loved. Nobody else writes that, only, only John. John's, con- John's convinced. John's convinced he's special. Uh, but Peter is not convinced he's special at all. He keeps trying. He tries to walk on the water. He tries to, when Jesus washes feet, he wants to, let me let me wash your feet. You can't wash mine. He needs Jesus' approval. And then he wants to build a tent when there's transfiguration. Moses has been going for centuries and he wants to build a tent for Moses and like, really? Really? That's and then when they when they come to arrest Jesus, he can't even kill one Roman. He nicks the man's ear off. He's so helpless, this man, but he's trying so hard to impress Jesus. So when he gets in the place of total failure, He has to make up his mind. It's either God or nothing. I can't do this by myself. And sometimes God will use those things in your life to get you in the place where he can really use you so much easier. Do you understand? So don't be looking back and regretting. Look forward. And so this Joseph could not make sense of his own life. And when his brothers came and he said to them, what you meant for my evil, and that's mind-boggling to me, that somebody could actually mean Do things to me deliberately to be evil, to hurt me. It's hard for me to imagine someone deliberately going out of the way to hurt me. What you meant for my evil, God meant for the good. So even the most evil things God will use for good, for the saving of many lives. So he found some comfort in the fact that the Israelites were going to be taken care of for food in the drought time. Little did he know that God brought the doubt. The, the whole draft in this time to get them there, that there was a much bigger program in motion that, that at Christian family church, there'd be people sitting there born again because he had gone to, to Egypt to start this whole process that these Israelites would come and 400 years later be a nation. And when the nation had been born for thousands of years, then suddenly the Savior would come in an obscure way, the Savior that would be bring salvation, uh, completely holy that washed away all sin, that right here in this building today, people have their names written in the land's book of life, have eternal life, and Joseph played, a, a, however small, a role in it. And he would never be able to concede that until one day when he sees the whole program. And so in our lives, there's a program in motion that we just can't see often. And there are moments that change everything that God's preparing us for, that we sometimes look so quickly over or flippant at when those moments change everything and should take time to watch and to wait for and to dwell and to think and to focus on those moments that change things and look and let God use us for his glory. Now please understand that God is very much in control even of this nation. so many negative things are spoken but I am telling you God has loved South Africa and he will not forget this nation. No matter what you hear in the news, what you've got to believe is what Jesus says, not what the news says. If you watch CNN in America, you would be suicidal within a day. It's so negative, 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 always negative. It's whose report you're going to believe. Twelve spies go in and two, come, two of them have a different spirit. They all saw the same thing. And ten of them were so negative that God had to wipe them out, kill them. The two had a different spirit and you have a different spirit. You have people around you all the time talking negative. Don't you buy into that negative because you come with life. You come with a message of hope and the future because God, in spite of, no matter what people say, are you hearing me? God is able. And so in your life, God has moments that are set up and that work you might have been being prepared, God's appearing you for that one moment. Don't flippantly disregard it or, or try and get through it quickly. Or when you have pick and pay and that someone's helping you pack don't disregard when they ask you unusual questions It might be an opportunity or moment that God will change their lives. You just don't know because God's grooming us constantly for moments that change eternity, that change our lives. So let's be sensitive to what the Holy Ghost is saying. Can you say amen? amen. You certainly can. I see that. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. I'm so excited. I'm watching the clock because we've got a different set of minutes going on here. And I want to prophesy to some of the people. Anybody come believe in God for a word? All right. Before I do, let me just tell you that what I do the most and the primary thing I do is train people in the prophetic. And we have a webinar going. You can get live training from me wherever I am in the world in your evenings from your ba- from your bedroom in your pajamas. And you can you can sign on to our webinar. You can look at our website at propheticlife.com, that's where you'll find all my material too. I've got a new book out on dreams, interpreting dreams, this thick book on how to interpret dreams. If you want to know what God's speaking to you, if it's symbolic and how the, all the different symbols and they're available, just look online and you'll find it right there, propheticlife.com. Or just type my name and it'll bring it up too. All right, just spell it correctly, I'm not a fish, it's a trout, the deutsche name is das trout, ja, ich bin ein getrauter Mann. Gibt da jemand heute Morgen vielleicht Deutsch reden können? Wunderschön. Kannst du Deutsch? Mr. Deutsch? I'm about to be kein Deutscher. Okay. God Himself is German too. Okay. And He's Afrikaans and He's English and He's, he's all of it. He's, he's omnipresent, omni everything, right? Hallelujah. I saw a gentleman here that caught my eye today, the man with the black shirt and he's i think it's your wife with the blue on. is that that royal blue the man with the black shirt i don't know what they put on today they're looking around gray hair gray yeah yeah even the people behind you know it's you they're waving at you <laughs> is that your wife next to you yes Do, would you stand up please man with the royal blue thank you so much all right are you guys in this church I'm glad. Can someone give a microphone? There we go. You got a microphone so I can get your name for the recording so we know who's who in the zoo. What is your, what is your name, sir? Sven. Sven. Sven, like yeah. in Norway? Yeah. Well, Dutch. That's why Netherlands. I speak German. Netherlands. Yeah. Okay, and this is your, your yes. wife? Natasha. You, what's your name? Natasha. Natasha. Well, you're not from Holland. You're from here. You Okay. So you don't eat cheese all the time like they do. No, but I do. Yeah, I bet you do. Do you have wooden shoes? No. Yes, I do actually. <laughs> I mean, you're born again and spirit filled, right? You owe God your life, Sven, you should have been dead, the enemy had a plan to destroy you, but God intervened and rescued your life for a specific purpose. God's restoring to you all that belongs to you, the devil tried to rob you financially, and we went through a little trauma and God's bringing back step by step, you're not to react, it's not too late, it's never too late for God. And this is the season of your life that God's going to restore and then some. The devil owes you, he's got to bring back seven times what he stole from you. You've been reactionary and impulsive. By nature, you're a fast mover and a very quick thinker. God's teaching you to to think twice before you make those decisions because he's taking you to a higher level. International business is God's plan for you. He'll keep blessing and he'll restore to you everything that's rightfully yours. As for you, Natasha, right? Natasha, Natasha, how many kids do you guys have? Four. Four children? You knew that, didn't you, Sven? (laughs) (laughs) to I had to count. Um, All right. Natasha, you're an amazing woman, amazing blessing. The word of the Lord for you is to leave behind you, what's behind you. You keep looking back and having um, not trauma, having unpleasantness because of things that you've come through and been through. You take it way too personally. The enemies come to steal, divide and destroy. And those that accuse and say things, it's all just their weaknesses. It's not at all them. Don't take it personally because the Lord favors you. God is very pleased with you. You try to please people in your own family and it's been a real task. And I'm here to tell you from God, you please Him and He so proud of you. You're an amazing woman and God is going to open up doors that no man can shut. You've had a dream in your heart for years. God's going to fulfill your dream. He promises. It Just watch him in action. Leave behind you now what's behind you. Don't be looking back. Don't discuss it. Don't look, look forward. His name is I Am Not I Was. It's a brand new day for you. Thank you so much, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you very much. I have a gentleman over here with a um, gray shirt with white on it, and his wife has got a red on it, and lots of hair, and a little, yeah, that's it, stand up, stand up. She knew she's so prophetic, she got it right down. We are <laughs> a lot of prophetic people in this church, let me tell you. So what's your name with the red dress? I'm Sitembile. Tomile? Did I say it right? Sitembile. Yeah, that one. Okay, good. And uh, <laughs> this is your husband? Gosnati. Are you a husband? Yes. Okay. And what do you do, sir? I'm a singer. You're a singer? Yes. Yes. I'd like to say that too. <laughs> My wife always says, prophesy, whatever I sing, she says, prophesy, prophesy. <laughs> okay, we could figure that one out. All right. So you sing. Where do you sing? Well, I am a gospel recording artist. You're a gospel artist. Songwriter. So you're famous. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. Well, I can say I work with the famous people. All right. (laughs) What do you do, ma'am? What do you do? Um, I work in engineering. You work in engineering. I love your spirit. I love who you are. You've been underestimated and underappreciated your whole life. Since you were a little girl, you've always been a go-get-it-done get girl. You've never been negative. You've never given up. You've always pushed through. People always try to play you down. When you had dreams, was, as a young child, you had inspirations. They always said you were dreaming too big. But God loves your big dreams. He loves your heart. You are an unselfish woman that of great godly content, and God wants to bless you. You're very, you're very prophetic. You had dreams. You said an angel came to you when you were a kid. You were not imagining it. An angel did touch you and visit you. And, And God specifically planned great things for your life. There have been those in your own family that have made your life difficult, but it's only made you stronger. God has used that to make you stronger because greater is he that's with you than he that's in the world. And God has proved his fruitfulness in your life. There's no question he's done great things for you. You're not a giver-upper. You've had to fight every corner, every challenge. Everyone's always threatened by you. And every time they think you're a woman, you're not going to make it. And then sure enough, you go right past them because you're able to do all these things. You can do all things through Christ strengthens you. As for you, sir, you not only are a gospel singer, you you have a man that has a shepherd's heart. You have ministry inside of you that God is knocking on your door. He wants you to surrender your life to Him, not just your voice. He wants, to, he wants to do deeper things inside of you. But one of the greatest things He wants to start in your life is a forgiveness. Because you've been hurt not by the world, but by Christians. You were hurt by someone that didn't recognize you, you felt wounded and not honored And God wants you to forgive from your heart. You know you're forgiven when you can actually bless them from your heart, really bless them and mean it from your heart you're able to go on, move on. It's been holding you back from the success of God's plan. It is God's plan for you to pastor your own church in time. Not yet, but you have a shepherd's heart and a ministry inside of you. (laughs) Because people follow you naturally. People come to your home naturally. You can't get rid of them. It's not your voice they're following, it's the gift of God inside of you. So I'm ready to see the workers. We need workers. We're grateful to have you. God bless you, brother. Thank you so much. All right. There's more of the side. I'm going where the sinners are now. We're all redeemed, hallelujah, redeemed sinners. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, I see two ladies right here, one with the, yeah, the blue. Yeah, you know it's you. Come on, you know it's going to pick you today. Come on, girlfriend, you stand. And the one next to you too, please, with a bright-colored dress, and the one next to you with the blue on top. Quickly, stand quickly. I've only got so much time. What's your name? Luzile. Luzile. Yes. Luzile. God has heard your prayers. You're a dynamite little lady. You're always in trouble, but you've got the heart of gold, and God's your helper. <laughs> God, you've been looking and knocking on a new door for God to open work-wise. He's going to open that no man can shut. You're going to have exactly what you ask God for because you have faith. You can also sing. You have a wonderful voice and God just loves that deep mellow voice of yours. You worship Him so beautifully. People listen. Whenever you sing, they all stop and listen because you have an anointing on your life that's just too wonderful. As a sign to you of God's great grace to you, He's healing you in your body. As I speak with you, there's a symptom that's been bothering in the lower part of your body. God's healing you today. Today. When you walk at that building, you'll see and you'll feel the Difference. Who's the lady next to you? Tindralo?: You Tindralo. shouted it. Say it, say it again. Tindralo.: Wow. <laughs> Is that your are you family? No. no. No? You don't know her? I know her. You know you know her. Okay. Good. Are you married, ma'am? Nope. You want to get married? I think so. You think so? <laughs> Because you're quite a, you're a fast mover. Everything about you is 100 miles an hour, and your angel, your angel works very hard to keep you out of trouble and to keep you alive. I mean, you are just a hard work for the for for the for God's angels because you just move at a rapid speed and and sometimes you're not fearful of anything. You, if the boys are too afraid to climb the tree, you'll climb it yourself and get what you want because you're just not afraid and you will just do it. From since you're young, you were like that and uh, just an unusual lady in so many ways. You didn't fit in like the other girls, but God made you unique in a powerful way. You were called to touch young people's lives. Your gift anointing is for children. You have a powerful gift because you understand you have mercy. You have no judgment. People have judged you all your lives, and but you have no judgment for other people, and you are a great blessing to God's kingdom. There's a new vehicle that God's releasing in your life. He's not giving you a a used one, but a brand new one. You know, Jesus never drove a used car. Never. A brand new donkey. Brand new. Thank you. The lady next to you, one in the blue next to you, stand up. Stay off. And the one next to you quickly. I've got two more minutes. What's your name? Are you standing? Okay. What's your name? Wow. Okay. What do you do? Um, I'm studying. Uh, Studying. There's a spirit of heaviness that that follows you. God's bringing a spirit of joy to your life. You keep regretting and mourning for something that's past and lost. It's time to move on and have a new gladness in your life. You're very smart. You're going to succeed. You can stop belly aching about that stuff. You're going to succeed. You're going to succeed. You're not in the wrong course. Keep going. You're going to succeed. It's been an uphill and difficult. It's been difficult, but without that difficulty you would never learn to know the sweet victory that God's got for you. You're going to succeed. I see lots of authority. You're carrying a briefcase and and people respect you and you're fighting for people's people's need like a lawyer. You're fighting for them and that's what God's going to bless you with. The next person, please. (laughs) What's your name? Mobile. Wow. Oh, <laughs> Wow. Are you married? No. Where's your mother? She passed away. Yes, you've never really gotten over that. You still, your heart is still grieving. You're still mourn for your mother. And God wants to fill every gap. You know, God comforts those that mourn. And even when you feel like you're missing your mother, you wish you had a mother. You always see something, you have got nothing missing because God, God is your mother. God is your father. God is everything God cares. And he's got a future for you. You don't feel like you've got a future, but you do have. And you're going to travel to different nations in your life. That's part of God's plan for you. You're an amazing lady. You're You're a go get him girl. You're smart. You can do things, but you also lost your joy along the way. And God's restoring all things to you including your joy and gladness because He is your joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Thank you so much for being here today. God bless you. Come. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources,